Hello, and welcome to the Being Human podcast. If you're new here, or if you're returning and you haven't yet, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you do not miss any future content that's coming from Being Human, because there's going to be a lot of it. On this third episode of the podcast, we had something a little bit different. We did a fight recap of BMF7. BMF is a UK-based MMA promotion, and the team that I'm a part of, HW1, based out of Loughborough, had four fighters on BMF7, which was held a few weeks ago up in Barnsley. And all four of our fighters on the card won their fights. It was uh, it was a really good night for the team, really good night for all the fighters and coaches involved. And I thought it would be good to get our head coach, Jimmy Wallhead, and our head grappling coach, Joe Taylor, in with Perry, who, if anyone's watched episode one of the podcast, will be very familiar with now, um, who fought and won on BMF7. I thought it'd be great to get all three of them, two coaches and one of the fighters who fought, onto the podcast to do a fight recap, kind of like a Joe Rogan fight companion after the fact. We watched all the fights back. You can either watch them yourself on YouTube. They're all up on YouTube now, or you can try and make it out on the TV screen that we're watching them on. We discussed the fights themselves and the fighters in their fights, but also all the fighters' careers in a wider sense. What's next for them? Uh, how their training's going. We talked about MMA training in general, MMA in general. I think anybody that is interested in combat sports or participates in a combat sport themselves will have something to take away. Like I said, it's going to be something that's a bit different from the standard Being Human podcast episode. It was very jovial. We had lots of banter, some inside jokes. I hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. If you did... Be sure to let us know by hitting that like button, dropping a comment below, sharing and hitting that subscribe button as well. If the reception for this kind of episode is good, then we'll be sure to be doing a lot more of them. Thank you for watching and thank you for supporting Being Human. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, we'll hand it over to the coaches. Oh, we're going now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're on. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so Zach's fight. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I wasn't actually in the corner for this one. Yeah. I, I turned up just as Zach walked out. Um, obviously, this was a kickboxing bout, not really my field of expertise. So uh, I'll leave it to Jimmy with this one. Great for the deep end. We're doing running commentary, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, just, just to start off with, give us the background as to who Zach is, mm. what, what kind of fight this is, you know, yeah, what it yeah. meant to Zach in terms okay, of his progression yeah. and that so kind of stuff. This was um, K1 Rules match. Obviously, Zach's Brett's son, one of our owners. Um, yeah, Zach's 14. His opponent, I believe, was 16 or 17. This was Zach's second fight. And this kid was a lot more experienced. He'd uh, had a lot of fights, and uh, he was their current champion as well. So, yeah, if anything, quite a tough, uh, tough, tough test for Zach you know, for his second fight, but. Tall, tall lad as well, wasn't it? There was yeah, a big height um, disparity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, a lot more, um, you know, a lot more comfortable in this rule set as well. You know, obviously he had a lot more fights, and this is this is all he pri- primarily does as well, uh, to my knowledge. Um, so yeah, but as you can see, Zach's you know started the fight very well. I mean, he outboxed the lad throughout the whole uh, the whole match, in, in my opinion. Um, I haven't watched it back, to be honest with you. So I'm trying to think from what I was remembering from the time, but it was uh, action-packed. I believe it got fight of the night as well at the end of the night. Uh, the crowd was going pretty crazy about it as Charlie was uh, 
local ticket seller and, and fan favorite and obviously the show's uh, existing champion so it was a, it was a great fight lovely you know fast hands work by zach and was there a game plan going in or was it very much see what's in front of you and well i mean yeah there's a little bit of game, plan, game plan, a little bit you know let his hands go where his, his speed's at and obviously his strength's at well a little bit more kicking on the end of his hand combinations i'd say you know if i was to play as a devil's advocate you know if i was to pick fault and i don't want to pick fault it was probably didn't kick enough at the end on his combinations and in general as such you know, he had glimpses of it when we it, like I said, lovely right hand there yeah we worked on that a lot actually going into the fight because he was neglecting his right hand a little bit sparring get his lead foot uh inwards a bit more and bowling that overhand a little bit and um as you just seen there that was short clip he uh he, he landed a lot in this fight I think at the end of the second round, he even putting the lad down after yeah, the spin-off. He, he, uh, he dropped the lad, and it was uh, not by coincidence either. Literally that week, Josh had been uh, Josh Hamilton had been drilling that rolling under the left hook, bumping off the shoulder and, and throwing the right mm. hand. And it, it was almost picture perfect how he landed it. It was fresh in his mind from drilling it that week. And you'll see, and I think it's the second round yeah, where, he, where he drops him. He could have even stopped him, but sort of time was on his side. Yeah, you got to say by the bell. I got, I think I'd say. Well, I, I thought he eight. was out when we saw it. Yeah, sides. It looked like the guy had just. Yeah, he was. I mean, he, you he, know, he just uh, splayed out and. Unless his corner was shot and just stayed down, they knew. But I ran back to the. I ran back to the change room when he went down because I didn't think he was getting up. And I went and told Jake and uh, Riley and Jack who were warming up, Zach just knocked him out. And then all of a sudden, we hear the crowd roaring again. And I'm like, oh, it's still going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what was the message in between rounds one and two, if you can remember? I can't remember, to be honest with you. Um, I can't remember. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I can remember. Obviously, on... back, a bit more kicking on the end there, keep the pressure. Do you know what I mean? Don't over move. These are the things I remember saying on the lines of the right hand's there for you, landing it well. Um, so, you've got there, still right legged in there, you know. Going yeah, to the body and up the middle quite well. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, fourteen-year-old, so, you know, big gloves and have red guard and stilt legger. Lad, two, three years older, and Levy is pretty impressive. You know, that's got some the length on him, some serious punching power, and you know, at such a young age. I mean, one thing I've noticed about Zach, um, as much as he might be immature in some aspects with being a kid, his diet and. His preparation, sometimes he's matured a lot more just recently, but in the past, he always turns up for fight day. I noticed mm. that at the Four Nations. Maybe he hadn't prepared the best in terms of an MMA scenario. I obviously know his striking's very good, but he hadn't been on his grappling as much. Um, but he still turned up, come to fight, and uh, gave it his best shot. He always tends to, to leave it all out there. And uh, I think the maturity in his training and outside of the actual fight is going to come over the next few years. And the athleticism and everything else he's got in abundance and the mindset for fighting. I really do think he has got a good mindset for fighting. He turns up whatever the preparation, whatever the scenario, he turns up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's built for it. You know what I mean? For sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, 14 years old. Mm, and exactly, yeah. Like, like, he, he hits like a full-blown adult, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Exactly. The speed. He's not, he's not men out in the gym and drop, you know, drop people in the gym. He's, uh, yeah, he's an handful as he, you know, keeps growing and getting more mature and, you know, picks up that work ethic a little bit like Joe mentioned. Just the work yeah, ethic look, and the diet. Yeah. That's the shot. Yeah, that was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. but I, I, Yeah. So you like kind of 
slid him by, didn't he? And that's the guy yeah, turned back into it. Yeah, that hook. Into him with the right hand. Spun off. Mm. Yeah. He did it twice and he got behind him. Didn't throw the right hand mm. the first time and did it yeah. again. He, he did it twice, didn't he? So just before he landed that right hand, he got his back, bumped him off, didn't throw anything, and then did the same thing again and got him with the right hand on the, the second time he did it. And he was my... Zach Jem was my hardest round. Uh... Yesterday, Thursday, we were doing rounds after Jits and he was Gem hardest round, mate, and it's 14. I was like, what's going on? Get off my back, Zach. I don't like it. Yeah. So, I mean, once he starts taking his grappling seriously, which he said he's going to start doing it, he started off grappling. He started off with me in his shed, like COVID time, started when I think he was like 11, 12 at the time, started off grappling, and then obviously met Jimmy and eventually Josh and fell in love with his striking. Um, but he's a good grappler when he puts his mind to it he's a very good grappler and I think now he's got this ADCC uh, comp booked he said he's going to focus on his grappling a lot more that's giving him an incentive to train for um, like I say athleticism all the attributes in abundance he's just got to put the time in I PT'd him and Jake this morning I could see he was switched on he was listening a lot more than he has done in the past and he looked really good man he's just got to yeah he's just got to focus and have that same enthusiasm he has of his striking so obviously going into the third round now, I actually thought there was only three rounds, but obviously it's a title fight. So mm. was it five twos or five yeah, threes? Yeah, five. Yeah, five rounds, five twos. Five twos. Yeah. Um, so look, you because obviously it's a ferocious pace. Mm. Was there any talk of make sure you pace yourself a bit, or yeah, I mean a little bit. I, I keep the momentum going. No, no. I think um, picked one over moving a little bit. I, I lost count of who won what rounds. To be honest, so watching it back, thinks that looks great. Obviously the kids. Walking for it depends how they score these K1 fights. Sometimes, you know, traditional K1, I've been to K1 guys, uh, fights with guys in the past and thought my guys have won and landed better hand to leg combinations, but the other person's just kicked and we've lost fights on decisions. So maybe here, maybe having the MMA judges, they appreciate Zach's hands a little bit more. Maybe in a K1 fight, is that might not have won this because of the score, scoring criteria? That's, you know. It's, I always remember when my friend Mark Timms used to, to fight uh, Thai. They scored the tie the, in the, the tie. They scored the kicks so much higher mm. than the punches. Really, the punches aren't even judged unless you knock mm. the guy down or out. Really? And Mark yeah. was like, and K-Star that Jimmy come from was quite punching heavy. Um, so you'd see them boxing guys up, but the other guy who might come from a traditional Thai gym would be landing nice kicks and the, the score at the end would be much closer than you'd think it was just because they score the kicks so highly and appreciate the kicks so much more. I think K-1... They do judge it a little bit more overall, but a bit that more of the tie. Really, yeah, a bit yeah. more than the tie. Yeah. Well, I'm going to Sully show the and that was K1. There wasn't time, it was K1. And they were like, you can't take one step backwards. So obviously, Zach's circling and maybe over, certainly, I mean, the advice in between rounds got subject was don't over move as much and make sure you're putting a kick on the end a little bit more. That was what the advice was, was at this point. Yeah. I know that was the advice at this point. Because he's got such powerful leg kicks, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he kicks really well, yeah. But yeah, obviously getting that success with the hands and dropping him at a young age, he thinks he can do that. He's, you know, he's obviously solely focused. I mean, I've been there myself. He knocks someone out, you think he can just do it again. Like, a little bit, yeah. Ooh, but um, yeah, as, as Joe said and I was saying, Suggie, um, Suggie's show, I remember saying, no steps backwards. You know, don't say you say you set back, that'll be penalised. So obviously his hacks moving in, that'll be penalised. And obviously Charlie throwing the more kicks would score better. So it's a lovely psychic. You know, he's that's got the legs. I feel like he just maybe got a little bit punch happy in this one and then a little bit tired at this point as well. That that Charlie from when I watched, sorry to interrupt Jim, but mm. that, that Charlie, he come back as well. So it was a good oh, yeah, 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 yeah. to even 
he, he started well, then that Charlie come back and maybe even took over towards the middle and then Zach finished strong. strong so yeah. it was a really up and down, back and forth fight. Yeah, I mean, it was, I think it was very well. The fights I did see from the balcony, you know, it certainly was the best. Obviously, I was at ringside for this one, but there's some good fights in that car, but to get a fight that night, it's a great honour for the lads. Do you know what I mean? I think that does it. Fight of the night? A fight of the night, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a fight of the night. They announced it was fight of the night. It was, uh, and actually, they, they, we're on mute now, but if the sound was on, you'd hear the crowd going mental, the commentators were, were getting into it and everything, I'm pretty sure. So it was uh, it was good, man. And it's Charlie, a lovely kid as well, and, and you know, no respect to him. And obviously, his corner and, and coaching stuff, we know them. and it was a great, great match, and like I say, different show and different, different judges' criteria might have gone the other way. But as far as what we did, is that was in our eyes. I thought was that one at the end of the fight. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, obviously I'm biased. Go for it again, yeah, yeah. There it is again. Lovely. Obviously I'm biased, so I, I could see Zach winning every round. But I thought the three, the first three were quite clearly his, but then. The Charlie lad, his opponent, came on very strong later, but I think he found his range with the kicks a bit more in the last few days. Yeah, a little bit. And I think I was a little bit fatigued on Zach's, Zach's behalf, even though he blasted his because he had nice, Zach throwing a bit more legs. I think a little bit of fatigue on Zach over moving a little bit. Um, I can't wait to see the fifth round back. I haven't watched it. The output's still there from Zach. But in my head, I thought I tried to start the fifth round really hard. I can't remember speaking all sorts, but at the time I thought maybe it was 2 2. Was that was three one up? But I thought that that Charlie came out mad hard in the fifth, in the first ninety seconds or first minute, whatever it was. But off the round in my head, I remember thinking that Charlie's bossed his first round or really showed his card. But then he gassed by trying to go all big in the first half of the round. And then I felt like Zach came stronger, and that's what pips it at the end. I watch it back; I might be totally wrong. Chain, absolutely, yeah, no, I've, absolute that, waffle. That's what I remember. Cage side, that's mind, how so. I remember it being in my head, and I was confident at the end of the fight that Zach had won. And um, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's 14, man. No, it's fighting for a title. His second fight, like, it's massive. You know what I mean? He's handling it well. And like I said, I know his kid's only 17, this Charlie, but 12, 13 fights? Where's he at? Like, I'm well. not sure how many fights he's had, but I know he's definitely older and more experienced. And a lot yeah. more fights. A lot more fights. And he comes, like, like I said earlier, he comes back into this and Zach has to take it up another notch. Um, the Charlie definitely come in midway from what I remember on the balcony, but then Zach finishes strong. Like you see Charlie landing good shots now. He comes back and puts some pressure on Zach here. So Zach has to dig deep and turn the tide again. So this is the fourth round, I think, is it not? Yeah, so that's the end of the fourth round, I think. Yeah, so this is the last round. No, yeah. going into the last round. You can see Zach's tired, but like you said, he, yeah, he so turns Charlie, there, he's, he's yeah. mentally, and that's, I think that's the most important thing, isn't it? Some people, fighter, yeah. yeah, some people have all the physical tools, but it's difficult to mentally zone in on the night, and to be able to do that at 14 years old, not to say, as the stage gets bigger and bigger, you know, he won't get more nerves as his career no, goes on. But the fact that he can handle no. it at this Again, early he, stage is, he definitely gets nervous, is a very good attribute. It's how he harnesses the nerves and adrenaline. Like I say, he definitely gets nervous, but it's how he harnesses mm. the nerves and adrenaline. He's very mature in that sense, how he, he can zone in on the, the task at hand and not get too distracted by the outside influences and yeah, letting his mind wander. He just wants to fight. He just wants to get in there and fight. Even the warming up and everything, it's just a bit tedious to him. You can see he's ready to go. He wants to get in there and fight. I remember at the Four Nations, he was eyeballing his opponent backstage. He was warming up in the same area as us. He's, he's definitely got that dog in him, Zach has. Right. And to be fair, you can teach him all the skills you want. 
they can be as great as you want, but if they can't, I've seen it loads of times over the years, if you can't do it on fire now, this is the quality, this is what you need to be really successful, as great as you want to be, this is the, it comes down to it, it's a fight, isn't it? Yeah. And that's always a great quality in such a young lad as well, so. It's the old Rocky quote, isn't it? You can't teach hearts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, can't, yeah, yeah. And, and gameness, you know what I mean? Gameness and, and toughness and dura well, mental Josh, durability. It's... And Jim always say, Josh and Jim always say, you've got to be confident. You've got to step in on your shots. You've got to, do you know what I mean? Go forward. If you're tentative all the time and you're not engaging like you, like you need to to be able to land those big shots, they're never going to land. So sometimes you might have to take one to land one. And Zach's always biting down in his gum shield, stepping in and, and throwing those shots how they're meant to be thrown. He's not he's not hanging around in mid-range. Every time you see he's stepping in and he's trying to take the guy out. Someone says the, uh, the path to victory is to fight like you're already dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, Yeah. It's good embodiment of the philosophy, isn't it? That was a nasty yeah, that was a nice knee, wasn't it? That's good. Caught Zach a little bit there. So yeah, fifth round you can see they're both tired. Yeah, both they're tired. Both still going for it. That head guard as well has been was a fucking excuse me, pain in the bum for Zach. It's uh, right. it's constantly it's constantly <laughs> pulling it down, weren't it? It was bothering him. <laughs> we needed to we should have sparred in that multiple times before the fight, but we didn't. It really bugged him. It really bugged him. If you watch it, he's constantly touching that blimmin' head guard. Bitching yeah, and coming down. The no, look there again. Just he's just pulling down in front of his in front of his face. It was um, not a great shot. He's put the, yeah, and he's put a left hook on the end a bit more and, and just the legs at the end of his combinations for these K1 matches, that's all, that's all. Yeah. A bit more kicking and, uh, and, and a new bloody head guard. Because look, he was constantly, he was constantly he's looking at all them pictures as well, you can't see Zach, after the fight, you can't see Zach's eyes and after the photos. Respect to both lads, they're both leaving it all out there and you see yeah. Zach here, I think he puts his hands up, the other guy goes down, yeah. Puts his hands up. I think, Great fight. Respect to them both. At the age they're at, to put on a show like that was fantastic. Yeah. I think they're not down. And you said, Jim, you're confident in the decision once the fight ended. In Zach's performance, yeah. I yeah. thought he'd do enough from my side, yeah. Obviously, yeah, opponent's true. home show. and But then I wasn't thinking, I was thinking of the rules of the fight. I don't know what the judges who were judging's perspective, how they judge the rules of this fight in those MMA show. The judges may have do regular K1. I don't know who the judges were. Do you know what I mean? So I did, yeah, you always do worry slightly, but from my perspective on the show, it was, I thought Zach wouldn't be always worried about <clears throat> uh, fighting, being the away fighter as well. You know, uh, seen it met loads of times. We all have, aren't we? Crowd sway judges. So you always, there's always an element of concern, but as far as, my opinion and, and Zach's performance, I was like, yeah, we've got this. Do you know what I mean? I, really, I was really impressed with him. I think he did fantastic. No. And what's next? Obviously, he's got ADCC coming up, uh, which a lot of the team are on. But um, in terms of like MMA and, and K1, I suppose, where do you want to see Zach go from here in terms of fights? Yeah, we say, take what we can. <laughs> yeah, I think he's more interested in kickboxing with being able to punch to the head and keeping it. like He likes the realism of fighting. like The MMA that's allowed at his age with just the body shots, I think he feels like he'd be better off doing grappling comps. So the only thing with just doing grappling comps, you kind of lose the, uh, the, the, the the wall wrestling, you lose the experience wall wrestling at that that lower level, amateur level. But you can do all of that in the gym. I think when it comes to competition, he wants as close to a real fight as possible. So I think that's where he's probably more inclined to fight uh, K1 and then maybe do grappling comps up until he's able to fight proper amateur MMA. Yeah. Okay, so next up, I think it was... 
literally the next fight up, right? Or was there a fight in between? There's one fight be in between. Yeah, there's always so. a couple in between. Yeah. There's some uh, violent ground and pound in this one, so viewers at home, maybe brace yourselves. Remember to. Yeah, share that mic. Share I can't, that mic. Uh, no, the, the moment's come and gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, again, tee this up for us, uh, Jimmy and Joe. Jake Wills, first uh, first official amateur MMA fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he'd had yeah. a couple of fights at the Four Nations, but like they're, they're the junior or juvenile rule set with the no strike into the head. Um, so this was his first full amateur MMA contest, as you can see, no shin guards, full rules, just uh, no heel hooks or knees to the head or elbows to the head, twisting submissions, that kind of thing. But as good as it gets, really, without going professional. Yeah. Yeah, and he gave away a bit of weight for the fight. The kid was from um, Stockport MMA, so Sean Lomas, obviously one of the most vets UFC, so MMA fighters in the UK, you know, for everyone from UFC, ex-UFC fighters to, to, to Bellator fighters, for everyone, Sean, Sean Lomas, the guy's coach. So super experienced, had like 150 fights. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you know, he's got like 40 wins as well. He's lost, you know, probably 90 fights, but he's won... 30, he's 30 or, yeah, he's a yeah. solid journeyman. So a lot of experience. So the kids, you know, power punching, we expected. And, you know, it was, yeah, everything's going to be power and hard low-key. We kind of knew, well, what, knew what to expect with, with the lad. Um, but we have, I mean, look, man, we have all, all confidence in Jake. You know, he lives it, he breathes it, you know, work ethic every day. And, um, you know, the hard work showed in this fight for me. Again, yeah. there was some more nerves, maybe a tad more nerves with Jake. Um, but he turns up like you go. He, he, once he got in there, it's uh, I always remember Tom Owen saying uh, when he used to fight, it was like jumping in cold water. It take a few seconds to adjust, and then you slowly and gradually realise like this is not that much different to the gym. I'm all good. I'm actually pretty good at this, and I think Jake's confidence really grew throughout the fight. Yeah. Um, I remember when he come to the corner in the uh, in the before the second round, he said, oh, "I think I'm going to take him down because even though this round goes to the ground, I think he was testing out his striking a little bit more in the first round. He landed some good shots that fly by right hand and stuff. This guy who he's fighting here, he did keep tangling up a little bit, a bit with weird. the legs in front. Jake yeah. needed to swim his hands a little bit more in front, get to that high mount to be able to land the ground upon here. But it's just awkward. It's just awkward stuff the kid's doing that Jake's." Uh, Jake's not really used to. He's maybe used to dealing with a tad more skilled grappler. This guy's just throwing up unorthodox stuff. It caught caught Jake out a couple of times, but he handled it and he he weathered any storm that come his way and always got the fight back to where he wanted it. Yeah, I mean it was pretty, for me a pretty flawless little race. I mean that striking was lovely, changing stance, range control, lovely face, then sapo jump knees, jump back knees. You know, what I mean jabs and low kicks. He bossed every area, took him down at will, and controlled him on the ground. Apart from a few. Abstract and orthodox look things the kids done, but the kids again. I think it was the same age, but uh, I think Jake was giving away was it five kilos five, to, the, yeah. to the weigh in, and then I think the kid probably cut a little bit. So like, I don't know how much heavier the kid is, but so the kid out muscled him in a couple of jits positions with you know a, a, a extra weight and uh, a bit of extra strength. Other than that, it was it was flawless. I don't think Jake got hit, did he? Really. Uh, no, a low kick, one low kick. So. I think it was a good match in that sense, wasn't it? Because obviously Jake only just recently turned 16, so still like quite a young lad, obviously mm -hmm. very skilled. Um, 
So for them to both be the same age, even though the lad was a bit heavier, I think that was a good match for Jake's first fight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when we got off the fight, it was it was the right fight to take. And uh, with his skill set, a few kilos of weight at that age, with who he trains with and how he handles, obviously a lot of bigger, older guys on the on the mat regular. It's it's a no brainer. Kind of these opportunities pass by for these young young fighters when it's an opportunity like that where we think you know. Our guys are better in all that areas. It's you've got to get that experience and put it into practice. I mean, look, just lovely range, land the low kick, back to range, in and out. The kid, not easy. He said it was, it's the perfect matchup. I just think Jake was, it's the perfect matchup for Jake to, to, to get that, that uh, cage time and to get that experience. Jake was by far the more refined, technical, skilled fighter. But this kid, taking yeah, everything away from him, he was tough. He got tough. out of a few bad spots. He never gave up right until the last minute. So he gave Jake that experience. So props to him. Respect to him. Um, Jake was just all round the better fighter, I felt, and it showed round by round. Yeah. Yeah, basically did. Is he, is he, is he pleased? Is, you know. And yeah. then, was that the game plan? Just to, because I'm guessing, well, this guy was um, debuting as well, so I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the first plan was the low kick trade. He kind of missed that a little bit. I think he didn't realise the kid was actually going to try and boot his leg off, fully leg off, and I think it just like shocked him a bit. The idea was to low kick trade him, yeah. Light him up on the striking, move on him, turn him all day. We expected linear movement, so pulls and turns. You see, change, Jake's changing his stance at will and, and controlling the range. Like I say, he missed that low kick trade a little bit, maybe a little bit more hands, but because the kid was first with mad, mad, mad power, like all his effort, Jake just played it safe, which, you know, which is the right thing to do. And then, you know, I think he flybys to a body lock and scores that and passes on the ground and controls and. Did some nice ground and pound patterns and used his armpit and, armpit and neck check and just was coached throughout the fight. Reacted to the coaching cues we both gave. And he listened very well. Just, I mean, yeah, just look, range management, everything. Neat the whole time, shape all the time, twitchy. That's where he's making a mistake. That, that's the low key. That's probably the one strike he took in the fight. We knew that was coming, but calling for that low kick trade. And I think Jay, maybe this round got a little bit thinking, oh, he's throwing everything rock hard. I'm just going to play it safe. And maybe just. Hold to Jake striking a little bit, but look at Fate One Two, my favourite, Lovela. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's just dominating. Really. I remember, and, like Jim said earlier, there was a couple of occasions where the lad threw like awkward, unorthodox, and a little bit of strength managed to hustle Jake on the ground. But each time, Jake's skill prevailed, and there's some lovely transitions. I think in this round where Jake actually gets reversed, but then ends up retaking top position with like some real jujitsu and, and wrestling skill like the lad here just hanging on his neck jake's got to be aware of it but just calm taking his time gets to the body like lovely leg hook there takes him down and then it's almost passed straight into side pulling him off the cage getting between uh, his opponent and the cage just everything jim teaches in an mma mma scenario uh he, and, he, and he was listening the whole time to instructions trying to pass through to the half guard here i remember clearly saying to him stop trying to pass half guard sit in the half guard um, which is something that me and Jimmy call for quite a lot. It's not jiu-jitsu, it's MMA. You want top control, passing that half guard could give the kid a chance to scramble, bridge, reverse, which he yeah. did do on a couple of occasions, but Jake's skill prevailed. Yeah. He loves a guillotine, doesn't he, yeah. Jake? He's looking for that a little bit. Maybe too much. Yeah. <laughs> but he has got a great guillotine. He gets it a lot in the gym, doesn't he? I remember him um, saying to me, I think it was a month before the fight, I was like, is there anything like jitsu you want to work on? He was like, 
Japanese neck. I thought it was going to be something like, oh, passing. Something a bit more generally just went Japanese necktie. Yeah, yeah. I want to get him with a Japanese necktie. Yeah. <laughs> can always be a bit awkward. And then big gloves, can't it, and necktie. And then big amateur gloves, a bit awkward. Yeah. But yeah, sitting in the half guard, that's, yeah, all the boys know that. Good for the MMA. If you pass the side sometimes, it can be very hard to keep one of these strong, scrambly, poppy guys. Yeah, he's just throwing up some like old school crazy stuff that yeah, Sean showed him. Do you know what I mean? I Trying to get out the back door and create a scramble. You know, it's good to feel it. He's quite physical. He's quite strong. Jay, he's definitely the bigger man as well. Jake had to have his wits about him, and uh, this, yeah, it, it, it just showed that that technique will over always overcome. He need Jake in the head. need Jake in the need Jake in the head there, and kick Jake in the head a couple of times with up kicks. Jake weren't happy, but. Uh, this, that guy had moves and, and tricks, very unorthodox ones, but you can tell Jake had systems. Yeah, had, systems, patterns, and control. Patterns, yeah. systems, mm. a comprehensive game. Whereas yeah. that guy was kind of looking for one kick, yeah. you know, one reversal, one submission. Yeah. I think it's uh, just a, a massive testament to the coaching and the, the quality of it because there's not one thing Jake's done in this fight that we've not drilled in the gym or practiced or rehearsed or uh, there's not been a, a position or a situation that he's not seen before or you've not spoken on at some point, both of you. And um, I just think that's uh, that's big ups to to use to, uh, as much as to Jake and Zach's, you know I mean, skill and hard work. Um, it was. I thought we were Thanks, in the third man. round. Then uh, this this is the third round now. So there's some good transitions on the ground in this round where the lad actually out hustles Jake with a little bit of strength and tenacity, and Jake uses his skill. Obviously, he's fit and and capable as well. And Jake's and Jake's developed his strength working with Nathan and stuff. I've definitely noticed an improvement in his posture and mm-hmm. how he's developed as a man. But in uh, or a young man in this round, you'll see some good transitions on the ground. I remember this quite well. Yeah, and that's a very good point. Um, obviously, I think he's he's very strong for his age and his weight uh, in particular. But give him two four years when he's got well, he's still going to keep upskilling. But then as well, he's going to have he's going to get his man strength. He's going to develop you know real strength, power, and speed. And lovely calf kick. Nice lovely car kit. Two lovely car kits there as the guy steps on it. Again, just bread and butter drills. Lead hand, lead leg, keeping his range. It's just bread and, it's just bread and butter. It's just, you know, it's nothing too fancy here. It's just doing it pretty flawlessly, you know. And that was just, that. <laughs> sounds like you're like, <laughs> not impressed. It's just like, it was that perfect. It was just like. Yeah, yeah well, it was a pretty like, flawless. Yeah, like right. nice body lock and lift. Like. It was it was perfect. It was perfect. Out of all the all the performances that night, it was oh, okay. Perry got the finish. He's, he's, no, no. But but you know he had a bit of adversity. He got caught with a bit, yeah. couple of shots, a little bit, and a bit of pressure off him. You know, I don't, like I say I think Jay got one low kick. Yeah, you know, it's pretty pretty. Yeah, I, I am going to ask you both at the end for a performance of the night. I'm going to put you on the spot. I think they're all in their own in their own right. So yeah, yeah I think they're all in their own oh, right. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, it goes yeah. without saying, like you know, everyone won. Sorry for the spoiler. Everyone won. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and, and regardless, they're all great performances in their own right. Yeah, yeah. And against all against, not one of them had a, had a give me either. You know, that's the thing. You know, so Zach's guy, older, more experienced champion, Jake's guy. A little bit older, loads heavier, equal experience from a reputable, you know, reputable gym. Nice Ellis girl, bloody mm-hmm. resurrection. The guys, their coaches, we used to find shows with me. They've been around for years, you know. She, she, was a very athletic 
Yeah, super athletic. She fought on IMF and stuff. And Perry's guy. So watch Perry's this guy. transition very, here. Very I remember good. this. He gets onto, he hustles here well, Jake. He gets onto a single leg, I believe. No, he gets onto the double, reverses the position. Yeah. Yeah. Using good. his leg hooks really well from the body lock. He did this yesterday in the gym as well. Went for an Oruchi, one of the big uni lads. You know, got to be 82 kilos. Went for a lovely inside trip. But watching me because you know, I was watching, looked at me. I went, go on then. But he didn't drop his knee right, so he messed up the inside trip a little bit, but then followed it into a lovely leg hook. He likes these leg hooks. He's very, very good at these leg hooks. I think they work well as well with his entries, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In and out, and then um, what Josh has taught him, that kind of like blitzing in. Yeah, 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 because it kind of eliminates the sprawl. Like, they don't usually sprawl, do they, if you're blitzing fast, you know what I mean? Training as well, although he is short, he's got quite long legs and arms, doesn't he? Mm. He's got like a boxy torso with long legs and arms. That's why he likes high elbow guillotines and darces and stuff like that as well. Mm. He's got the limb length mm. triangles. He's, uh, his limb length um, is definitely a good attribute for him, considering his, his, his shortness in height, his limb length. Yeah, bust it. That's lovely. That was a lovely performance. I mean, that kid, mate. That kid, mate. It was, it's... Uh, you know, over then, you know, pushes him you know, onto up his training. He was a nice, nice, you know, respectful young man. Obviously, he's worked his heart out for this, you know. But, you know, what don't kill him makes you stronger. And uh, tonight was Jake's night. And, yeah, I think he was going to keep going from strength, strength for strength. Like I say, he lives in the gym. Like all you boys, put the work in, get results. Yeah, put the correct work in, get the correct results. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a simple... Uh, Simple, simple method. Yeah, simple equation. Method to success, isn't it? And obviously, it's a tough old game. And you know, we can't go. We've had a few nights like this. These flawless nights. These four and O's. These freeze and O's. That one at BMF before when I was at Cage Warriors with Marcus. Uh, he was there as well. Hey, Cage with Marcus Hetworth. Yeah, that was just before. I was that just before? Guys. I was there like, watching, but I wasn't there cornering. Yeah, who was that? Marcus Hetworth and Truman. We've had these. We've had these flawless nights. But, you know, that's some rough nights as well, you know. Lose a decision here. Gone three and 0 on golden ticket before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And, and golden ticket as well. Yeah, we've done it. We've done it, you know, many, many times. But it's a tough old game, you know. It's a tough old game, if, you know. But you've got to, even to put your, yourself in, in the hat of these nights, you've got to live like we're doing. It don't always go your way, but at least we, we you know, to have these results against, you know, top, top, top gyms and performances like that, we're doing something right in there, so yeah, we just got to so. keep improving. And the guys, you know, keep that work ethic and and the camaraderie and uh, that hard working mentality. We'll we'll keep we'll keep going in the right direction. And in terms of what's next for Jake, is just continue, you know, keep keep active, keep, keep active, record, yeah, keep active, find a decent barbers, and just <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going. So we got Ella next, yeah. BMF seven against Millie Vardy. So Ella had, had a bit of a tough time in this camp because this was a quick turnaround. She'd fought about three weeks before, was it, Jim? Yeah. It was and then she'd picked up an ticket. injury in between. Her back wasn't quite right. So her striking looked a little bit off in this. And Ella's striking is good usually, but I don't think she had the confidence because she hadn't sparred as much trying and yeah. work the camp around this injury. But her grappling and her wrestling prevailed, her ground abound prevailed so yeah able to, sco uh, to call on alternative skill sets here she uh yeah she um uh, big and long yeah uh, for for our math as well our uh, math experience as well actually millie was it europeans yeah. 
Was it she you're being old, was she? Uh, uh, I knew she had arm experience and she was she was a good girl. And like I said, I know the coaches and stuff, and again they've got loads of bodies and they train properly. Everyone trains properly. Anyone from a reputable gym trains properly. We've got you just gotta try and give them little sprinkles of X Factor in it and yeah. try and try and do them bits more. But um this girl was yeah, very good and like I say Ella's back. She she hurt it in the warm up. She told me after she, I thought I picked up on it and I said to did you she said no in the warm up. Then she told me uh, after the fight she tweets her back in the warm up. She was there in the warm up when she was um, she did it with Riley. Who was she doing it with? I can't remember. She did one. Tom Owen, weren't it? Yeah. She did a scramble and she was like my. Uh, she didn't tell me the time. So she she even had her back in the in the warm up. So she's walked into this fight even twinging her back in the warm up. She was very Less compromised. Up. So she was um, yeah she was a little bit compromised. And again, in a striking, like Joe said, Ellie's very, you know, very confident in a striking. She's like a, a gamer. And because uh, the back had hindered her sparring prior to the fight, uh, you can see it a little bit on the feet. But she kept clean shape, you know, and she stayed neat. And she, you could just see it because we know her person. Maybe she's, maybe you watch this back, you wouldn't even tell. But, I think uh, Millie's limb length put her off a little bit as well. The front kick, Millie used the front kick quite yeah. well. Uh, I, I think Ella just more punched into the clinch, got the takedown as soon as possible. And then when she was on top, I remember we drilled quite profusely in the change rooms just because Millie's long, the threat of triangles, arm bars, staying square on the hips, following the hips and eventually getting to the passing position like Ella's looking at doing now. But a ground and pound, the way she was stapling the arms as she got past the legs and just opening up Millie's face for shots was uh, was really good. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that she tweaked her back. And that makes a lot of sense. Because um, mm. she did just seem a bit more tentative on the feet than yeah. usual. Because um, looking at what Millie was doing, I thought Ella could even beat her on the feet, but she seemed oh, very 100... keen to pursue the grappling. So that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. No, not, not, uh, not, you know, hindering or calling um, Millie at all, isn't it? It's just, uh, yeah, I think Ella could, Ella could have, you know, she has a lot more to show. Not could have done more because she has bad back. With she has said, a lot though, more to still show. Still, you know. a completely dominant performance. Completely dominant again. Completely, you know, pretty flawless. Took no damage. Yeah, took no damage. You know, position control, takedowns, ground and pound. Whisper went over the arm pick and neck check, weren't it? In this yeah, fight, she was losing. Yeah, yeah, she was losing a bit of position on the ground and pound, weren't she? If I remember, she was making hard work of it. I think it was this this fight after this round, but. Well, all the coaching stuff again. She did, and 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 did in between the uh, did in between we said in between rounds. Did in the next rounds and once again sitting in the half guard, not rushing to pass and just yeah picking her shots, flattening nice. her out with the underhook. All, all, all three of them before MMA were in all ranges. You know, I think she gets up kicked here. Well, in one of the rounds, she does. It just skims the face, doesn't it? And she and Ella sticks her tongue out somewhere, right? Is that it? It's yeah, yeah I think the girl yeah. thought it landed flush and it did, and Ella yeah. sort of winked or stuck her tongue out. Yeah. yeah. Love the bounce. Yeah. No, but everyone was flawless in all ranges. You know what I mean? I really felt like we showcased clean striking, clean wrestling, and clean jiu-jitsu and clean MMA. I think. Not to uh, give credit. away the uh, the company secrets, but is there an area that you have in mind that you think we need to work more on in general? As a all of them, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Anything in particular, or do you think we've you know we're pretty well rounded? I'd say we're pretty well 
as well. Right? Yeah, I think maybe we need to find a session and do maybe just more wall work. But we've been looking really good on the wall in these fights, but it's just something we haven't got a specific session for. A lot of bits on the Monday and the Saturday and stuff. But I think maybe do something with that. It's such a massive area of MMA. Yeah. You can't do enough of it, can you? And it's, no, it's so it, niche to MMA. There's not wall but, working, grappling or wrestling or no. jiu-jitsu, is there? But in MMA, half the fight's spent on the wall, really. Yeah, I mean, the daytime guys get plenty of wall, don't they? But yeah. the evening, there's not as many, obviously, in the day. Uh, the evening guys don't get as much warning, but all the patterns have landed here, say all these leg hooks and the flybys, all the basic patterns have landed in these fights. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And the scrambles against side turtle and control, all that. The, the MMA. Jake got that heel hook on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leg hook. And then Ella went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all there, even them simple patterns. I just feel like we could maybe level up there a lot more. Maybe we should need to find time for the evening. It's, it's, it's so hard to... Mm. Good no. head position here for Mella, getting into the position. I think she uses her judo here to get her over the hip. She tries to clutch her. She tries something a little bit silly in this round, if you remember. She tries to throw her on the wizard on the wrong, do you know? Yeah, and exposes her back. Yeah, a little bit. It's nice throwing on the wizard if they body lockers and, and be counter with that, but Ellicott, I think it's here. She tries to force it against the cage on the wizard. I think it is here. She tries to throw in a second, and it could have backfired. I don't think it did, if I remember correctly, but it wasn't the greatest... And she looks, I think she looks over to us and nods. I think she is. Is. Am I right? You know what I'm about? Yeah, I remember it. I don't yeah. know if it's at this time, but I do yeah, remember but that. Happening. She looks and like nods, don't she? And then she, I think she gets a head position and does a nice leg up. She gets a leg up here while she was going uh, for it. Needs better head position, really. But, um, this yeah, is the third round, isn't it? I think they're mm. both feeling it a little bit now. It's quite a physical contest, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, let's just grinding her out here, knees against the cage, foot stomps, head position. Realistically, she should be looking to pull her onto that wizard and look for that inside trip with that left leg, not Uchimata or try and throw her that wizard. Do you know what I mean? That would have been a, better, a bit better decision making. That's what I mean. This one's saying, I mean, inside trip there, she missed it. Do you know what I mean? It's like she probably hasn't drilled it with us in the evening as much, but that's something we do most mornings. Yeah. Right? How much you need to do? You're resting on the walls getting pretty fucking good, right? Yeah, I feel like, like you're I'm taking Josh down now when he's attacking on the wall. That didn't used to happen and no, stuff. No. Do you know what I mean? So, I feel like... I just feel like I've got a bit more dialogue dialogue on the wall now. Yeah, more just, options. Yeah, more options. Yeah, understanding, understanding yeah, and more, I feel like... one ten all the time. Yeah, and I feel like for something to improve, that's something we need to probably look at. Because the striking, the jits, everyone's got, you know, patterns and shape and a plan in, in them. On the wall, I think there's a bit more of a plan defensively. I just think attacking, we need to level it up a little bit. To be honest, I think the defense we're doing enough that in the evening's defensive. Why everyone's getting better at that, like Jack Henshaw and that golden ticket fight. That was pretty flawless defense. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like defense people are getting that, but attacking wise, we've got like a couple of simple patterns. But then, like you know, that inside trip there. If I had been doing that in the daylight, just the neck checking, and the armpit checking, more, the, the the actual combinations, combinations of ground and pound, more which you go over quite a lot. Yeah, it's they just need a little bit more repetition and time drilling that rather than it, just. But then it's the time we need to figure out how to make that time, don't yeah. we? Yeah, but that's yeah. what I'd like to start trying to figure out. Maybe in the open mats and stuff. Maybe like that. Maybe they want. Maybe they want to open mats a squad. We've spoke about that, haven't we? We've had yeah. a few ideas roll over lately. We're trying to figure out quite a few bits, but. But again, she's not tired. She's not there. And again, she bosses. She bosses it. Do you know what I mean? So is that the end of the? I thought that was the second. I thought that was the second. Is it the end? Is it done? No, one more. 
One more, yeah. Yeah, this, this, these MMA ones seem to be dragging. It's only a minute extra than Zach's, isn't it? Zach's was two. Yeah. These MMA ones. Edit, edit, edit that, Ellen. <laughs> Joe, Joe's not bored, Ella. <laughs> I, I, I was, uh, something I just wanted to say, I think what makes Ella so uh, good is that she's got a really good background in grappling with a judo. Mm. She's got, I think she has got a background in striking as well, hasn't she? I'm not sure exactly. I think she did a bit of shadow pants kickboxing, I believe. Yeah. I'm not sure what level, but yeah. I think she did a little bit. Certainly come in with some experience in, in different ranges, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she's proficient in both. So if she comes up against someone that's, you know, maybe a, a bit of a better grappler, she can lean on a striking more. She comes up mm. against someone that's yeah, a yeah. striker, she can lean on a grappling more. And then as well, her physicality. There's not many girls out there that have the physicality. That's that nice. And, uh, and before the fight, so these girls on this regional level, even though you're compromised with your back, they're not your level. She's just a better competitor than a lot of these girls. She wants it more, like you say, she's physical, she's skilled, but just a better competitor most of the time, I feel. Absolutely. But again, we're saying that and we're looking at it, and this is a 60, was it, what is it, 65 cents? What was this? What was this? 70. Yeah, 70, wasn't it? Listen, me and I chatted about this this week. I want to run a full-time SNC program with, with Nathan. I want to on this diet all year round, not just a fight. Because even here, she's a smaller, she's a smaller girl. Yeah, she's I mean, a smaller she, she girl. Can definitely make further weight. She can make sixty-five. Yeah, one hundred percent. She's sixty-five, and then a lot more fight uh, options will open up. She'll obviously be a lot stronger as well, doing that weights program and building that side of a a game as well. Um, and yeah. You know, I think a cardio goal. I mean, she's carrying a bit of excess. You know, she, 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 she agrees with me. You know what I mean? Like, get on the S&C, get her weight down. And I think featherweight is the future. Definitely, yeah. You know? I'd say so. She wants a career as a pro. Yeah, she, listen, the big, the big strong girls. There's no other option but yeah, that. Realistic. Drop. There's no lightweight. There's division. no lightweight division. Yeah, there's no lightweight division. No, not in the UFC, I don't believe. It's, oh, it goes from feather down, doesn't it? So never bantam. She she short, needs to high atom. There's atoms in uh, one championship. Yeah, but we need to start. Way. You know, like I said, Snowy, we need to start making them habits and lifestyle. Changes. Lifestyle like now, now, yeah, or last mindset. week. Yeah, you need to start. Yeah, we need to start. as important yeah. as skill training, or yeah. if not as important, you know, it's still got to be. It's all as important. Level. You know what I mean? Especially at that elite level. No, the thing is, she's like again, she's got capability. Do you know what I mean? She's got capability to um, to make the big show. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's got a fight as well. She got part of my friend. She's got a fuck you, man. Like Ella's, Ella's got that, and she's got that. She loves it. Like she literally loves to fight. <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's, a, it's a coach's dream, right? Yeah. A, a girl who loves to fight. Wow. Yeah. And actually and has got skills and he's game as hell. Teaching just... skills, she's got the mind mindset, she's got the dog, she's got the fuck you like Jimmy. Yeah, just it's she's, just she's a competitor. It's just skill set and the the, the maybe plan. a little bit of mindset, game plan, but the, the, the you know, the, the weight cut, the, yeah. the the stuff where you can be lazy, not do my weights, not just lift weights, how I like to lift weights and eat what I want to eat. I know yeah, I know I can do my diet and make the weight here. It's Fully engrossed. Is she fully engrossed herself? I believe Ellie could go as far as she wants to go. I really believe that. I really do believe that. I think yeah. she's brilliant. I think she's absolutely brilliant. And I just love how she's such a bad bitch. I just love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. She's a bad bitch. It's brilliant. 
And it's brilliant. It's brilliant. You know what I mean? Jamie is a nasty piece of work and we all love her for it. So, you know, no, absolute props to her, you know, with that back and... And you wouldn't have really known it. Like I said... No, that was... Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't see it there. Like, watching that yeah. back, I've not looked at that for... Oh, she did look really sensitive. No. She got three rounds three weeks before with another decent girl. Yeah, Polish girl. girl yeah, Polish gym. girl was very yeah. good, yeah. weren't she? Yeah. Had a good fight with her three weeks prior. She's gone straight into back into... She had... Uh, she camped really well as well, you know. She did it with all the girls at uh, GB top team and stuff. Vanilla Schooler. Yeah, yeah. Boston, yeah. And again, she was a bigger girl. She was a bigger girl, big, and she was smaller. lean. She was lean, and she was big, and it was smaller and a little bit soft still in areas. Do you know what I mean? Like she get her to her, her proper weight, cardio, car, cardio, and SSC through the roof, and keeping improving her skill set as she is, and she has. Fucking hell, she's got like she can do it. Yeah, she can do it. She can do it. She can do what she. I hope she realizes like she can achieve whatever she wants to achieve, man. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. I mean, you know, one foot in front of the other. She hasn't made a cut to featherweight before, but I think she could even make bantamweight potentially. Realistically, realistically, yeah. but baby steps. Molly McCann's has gone down to bantam, hasn't she? So I think if they're similar frames, aren't they, Molly and Alice? I think so, Molly Molly's a bit shorter, but a hell of a lot uh, yeah, denser, thicker. Yeah, she's a yeah. big frame. But yeah, finally the the finale. Mm. <laughs> I heard this guy look. So, really, I heard so this you, guy you look really sexy. It's why teared up, teared up in a in a PC no. fight specific way. Who 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 is Perry Clayton? Um, but fruitiest guy in the gym. Fruitiest guy in the gym is probably a way of putting it. Gay activist, maybe another way of putting it. Does not it. care about yeah. yeah. Has you know, the the gayest straight man you'll ever meet in your life? Yeah, 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 yeah. The gayest straight man you'll ever meet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it PC. Great athlete, good Can't keep it PC. Uh, yeah, all joking aside, hormonal bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah say he that. had his moments in camp. Had his moments in camp. Always, always. Whenever there was a moment like that, one thing I do rate about you, Perry, is you always hold your hands up and say, "Look, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. You never let it go and said, yeah, and it's normal. Yeah, it's just an overstatement. You, you do emotions. become, you, you do a lot about yeah, what you're doing. You do become a hormonal mess in camp, especially when you taps in the head as well. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a. Uh, yeah, that's it. no, no male attention. Yeah. <laughs> Gets a bit snappy. <laughs> I can't do it, PC. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it, PC. That's it. That's right. That's fine. That's fine. That's right. That's right. That was PC enough. Like, I was like, don't go. That was great. That was great. That, that was about as PC as that was going to be done. So, yeah, that, that was good. Yeah. Let's, let's hear it from the man himself firsthand. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, so mm. walking out, or, you know, warming up, walking out, just take us through it. What's going through the mind? How are you feeling? No, calm, man. Good. I think uh, I said it before on the, the podcast. It's like that you can interpret this feeling of like I'm getting ready to fight another man in my underwear in front of a bunch of people. Like I think the feeling that everyone feels is fairly similar, and it's down to how you interpret it. Um, and I just um, you can't have excitement without a little bit of risk and a, and a bit of uh, this could go wrong and I could get hurt. You have to acknowledge that. But um, 
I'm just uh, happy to accept that and go out and walking out was G man. Like just take it all in. I was like, this is this is never coming round again. Like I could have another fight with another person. It could go the same way, but it'll never be this here and now. So I was I want to take my time with this walkout. I want to make sure say my props to the people watching who came to support. And um, yeah, Timo Timo didn't did not blink, mate. I was like, I'm gonna stare him down. And he did not blink, bro. The whole time I was uh, getting the cage, I was like, "This guy's taps." And uh, he came to play. He was game. Yeah, he game, was game. Man, real game. Tough guy, man. Like props to him. Not not a bad word to say. He was sound after the fight, and he was he was a tough guy in the cage, and um, definitely wanted it before, during, and probably you know he'd be happy to run it. I don't know. I'm not gonna say that, but yeah, you know, it was uh, it was good. Props to him, and just wanted to make it a memory. You know. Yeah, you, you, into the cage, I definitely felt like Perry, considering I'd, I've never cornered Perry before. It was your first proper amateur MMA fight. I know you've had jiu-jitsu comps. I've been there for. It's totally different. Um, you were very present. You were, I could see you were obviously nervous, which is totally normal. Like there was some nervous energy, but that's good. That makes you alert. That makes you ready. It's the same when I've been backstage with Jim, even at his big experience level, your first fight, his 50th fight. You, you, you see the same similarities. Yeah, it's normal. It, very present. Yeah, you're great. You want yeah, warm look great. You looks all day. Do rag on, smirk on your face, confident, and uh, we lost your link. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, Perry looks sick <laughs> and sexier. Yeah, it was that quick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you look yeah, present, confident. I think he was. Uh, you just there. Happy. I think the word present. Yeah. I think yeah. everyone said that, and mm. I, I concur. I think that was yeah, in the walkout and the fight present. You were aware of the risks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the opponent. Um, good camp. Good, good camp. Good, good corner uh, team. Uh, Owen lives in his corner. Yeah, top camp. Top coaches in his corner. Experience. Three or four fights. Strong. Come out. Yeah. More more experience. Came out. Southpaw. Throwing heat. And then. Oh, watch. It, yeah, Again, the striking is pretty. Perry striking definitely. Uh, with, yeah, like that pays yeah. dividends in this. Yeah, we've been around a bit a couple of weeks for about his shape. He was losing shape a little bit, weren't you? Inspiring. Talking of shape, yeah. the shape on the man. That shape, that shape. <laughs> yeah, that's aesthetic, isn't it? Mm. Pink gold shield, just letting him know. Yeah. But you kept your shape well. You kept your range, and obviously. I think you finished the fight with the same thing I threw on Skabinski. That back knee, weren't it? To the body, same thing. It was, um, yeah, yeah. I remember that. We do that all the time. The yeah. Break, they break and then throw the knee. Yeah. Right to the yeah. solar plexus as well. It was pretty. So it takes yeah. a minute or yeah. two yeah. to yeah. find Yeah, he didn't know come out a little, a little bit square, a little bit on the inside. And he come so, out pretty hard. But before you know it, that right hand starts finding him. You it's break the head it. head kick as well, isn't it? Perry lands the head kick lovely yeah. towards the end of the The right round. cross or right uppercut. At the end of the first breaks his nose as well. He was pretty compromised. He couldn't he like by the end of the round, looks over. He looked pretty tired, the opponent, and he looks uh, pretty bashed up. Um, I think his nose had gone. Yeah, um, he definitely broke his nose at low yeah, blow there. Yeah, yeah. Perry only kicks him low because he was hoping that he was asked to kiss it better. Perry yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. The back, Perry's backhand and, he, and his head kick um, definitely starts to. 
to show in I this in this a, round. Timo's experience showed like as soon as he came out, he found that left yeah, hand like yeah, straight yeah. away. I was like, that's that's his experience showing. I'm watching back. I was like, yeah, I mean, wake up now. <laughs> I think well, that yeah, you, so. No, no. I was just gonna say. He landed some good hard shots on you, but I think the way yours landed when you started landing clean, you could tell there was a difference in the power as well. Well, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Yours just looked a lot more impactful. A lot crisper with the striking, yeah. I felt. Yeah, I felt like he was a bit swingy. I mean, he did he, he catches you with a good left hand in the second. Um, he was a little bit tall, weren't you? Squared up a little bit in the it's second. About now, Perry right. starts to find his range. So he's got his lead shoulder on a lot more now. Yeah. We only tweeted that a few weeks before, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it weren't long before because you was a little bit square. If you've been square here, you've got it a lot, a lot more mm-hmm. than you had. So that was good. But you raised lead and yeah, you just yeah, you, you got to be a little bit careful on that inside though because it can break your balance if you're going hard on that inside. But yeah, you're starting to find it now. And then Sucks. yeah, even that, that they're all peppering. Look, it's starting to get a little marked up already. Just and eventually, right hands, you do hit hard. You're, you see, that was lovely range management. That in and out, that in and out that we work every day, <laughs> touch, step back, back in, you just did it <laughs> flawlessly. Do you know what I mean? You let him get on the outside a bit. It's hard on a good side, but it's a small cage, you know. Keeping his back off the cage, taking yeah. the centre back well. You just let him get on the outside a little bit easy. He just needs to drift on the outside a little bit more with that lead foot, but we didn't do much, we didn't do much specific southpaw yeah. work. Yeah, the head kick's starting to land now. He lands yeah. two or three good head kicks, Perry does. That you see on the outside, that was nice. There you go, you're starting to get a little bit of confidence now. Yeah, again. Yeah, a little bit of like, look there, little slides, little kangaroo slides, kangaroo hops. You can feel your, you're getting your flow now. Yeah, you found yourself now. And he's getting marked up. Lovely straight Look, right. in and out again. You hit, he, he whizzes by you. It's lovely range management. And a little bit on the inside where you lead foot, that's all. That's being again. What's this, what I say? Devil's advocate. Isn't it? Otherwise, it's not. That was a lovely. That was a lot. Crashed into that. Yeah, I think you could have put it on him there. He didn't like. That. I think he might have shook him. him. Now he shoots. Hurt, 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 hurt. Yeah, this is this is mate. This is where you could get the finish. Yeah. He panic shoots. Yeah. He's run out of time here. You fall about the front table there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. He transitioned. Go behind. Blood everywhere. Yeah, his nose is gone. He was. um <laughs> Yeah, behind a man. Yeah. Could have gone under the armpit with a few of those shots rather than to the side of the head. Yeah. Into but a leg drag position. Yeah, he just needed a few more seconds. I think you'd have got the stoppage here. You're all over him. You just did it again. Very, very flawless. Just doing yeah, the fundamentals again, and the nothing. basics right. Yeah. The range right. management was lovely. That, that, I didn't realise. I remember watching it. I do. But that. Watching it back there was pretty fucking nice, but I remember when you uh I'm flirting with you. That was pretty flawless. You you get you gave him a two piece, three piece, and he whizzed by you and you've hit him again a couple of times that was pretty flawless, man. I remember in the corner for this. I remember this very clear. I remember Jimmy was like very amped up, like he was very impressed with what he'd seen. He was going, You live at this range, you live at this range. And I remember he kept saying, You've got to live at this range. And I remember the look on your face, you were zoned in. Anyone would have thought you just double dropped a knee. You know what I mean? Your, your eyes were wide, you were, you were in the zone. You can see you there, look. You kept looking from me to Jimmy, and all Jimmy kept saying was, You live at this range, live at this range. And the lad comes back a little bit this second round. He lands a nice overhand, mm. but again, you keep your composure. And then the finishing sequence is, is really, really good. It's, uh, yeah, textbook. Knee to the solar plexus. Downs him, and uh, that's all she wrote, really, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah, it was um, a small hesitation, a celebration, 
because he wasn't sure for a second where he was at because the referee was between our line of vision, was he? No, yeah. I'm confident it was body, but I no, I was as well. But yeah, we're not sure what happened. Well, we Harry did the Khabib and Islam thing, didn't he? Yeah. Everyone started celebrating. Yeah, because like, yeah, we weren't that sure. That's, that was a little bit as well. Why we weren't sure what going on. But yeah, you can see the photos and you just watch it back. Obviously, that right hand's landing for free, mm. and then. We call for that rear knee as well. Someone who's had his, ne someone who's had oh. his nose broken, been peppered. Oh, he yeah, look at that uppercut, that backhand, that head kick. It's lovely, man. This is where he lands the overhand. Yeah. Or no, I think you, yeah, cage, you square yeah. up a little bit on the cage, I believe. I'll break a little bit later. Square up, do you? Did you square up? I probably. Yeah. That's usually what I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go square, you've been sparring a lot better since we had that conversation. The head kick's still landing. Just credit to the guy for coming back. He's been pretty fucked up that first round, and he, he's not quitting, is he? That's the that was that was, that was the only round. Just standing your ground a little bit. Yeah, it's where you grab. circle back to the centre. You might catch him soon. It, it, it's that right hands all day for you. Yeah, look, it's nice, man. Yeah, you see, I, I, I did you get a little bit of a thing here, a bit of a, a gas tank drop. Right, a little bit. Right before I get hit, I, 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 in my head I go, oh, I'm getting tired now. And yeah. Now I go, yeah. Don't. Yeah, yeah. Get back in it, bro. Like, yeah. It's here, that. isn't it? Yeah. All right. I, I know. I think it's, it's a little bit. I think it was around there. I think it just. It's, it's a high-paced fight, isn't it? There's not really a moment yeah. where one of you isn't. No, it doesn't take a step. Well, obviously Perry's moving on the outside, but he hasn't took a step back, and Perry's in and out. It's hard fine on the outside and using the, the on being on your toes. You know what I mean? And a bit of adrenaline dump from that being your, you know your first fight and stuff and. Being thrown, being thrown straight into that cold water, him starting how he did, trying to you know bum rush you really from the bell, weren't he? He was straight Perry, on you. From what I remember, I remember mm. it. I, I thought it was a little bit closer this round, but Perry's still nah, nah. been a better fighter. Them left hands don't look as big on here. Yeah. We've seen, we seen one hurt you in the corner, a little bit of your eyes, just a tad. Yeah. But you, you get, like you, you said, just you, acknowledged him. Yeah, you switch, you switch straight back on. Yeah, yeah, you could have wrestled him as well. Yeah, yeah, you could have wrestled him. You're you strong in the wrestle, you did. Think, I think that's something he thought as well. I think he thought this guy's good on the feet. Maybe if I take him down, it's gonna I'm gonna have a better time with it. Yeah, and really, you reversed him straight away. Well rounded, but you know, you're grappling so good that you, yeah, you still have that you know in your back pocket. That's how right hands even landing now. That 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 that. See, that was beautiful. Yeah, that's just whizzing by you again and picking him. You know, he's been caught with a shot. He's just range management. Looks in slightly out, in and out, keeping good shape. Yeah, that trade was on. That could it. That was That's nice. The shot. That was yeah. the shot. Yeah. Just not being out. So he was in. Yeah. How 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 much do we duel at me? Straight to the solar plexus. Yeah. The first one hurt him yeah. though. I didn't even yeah. remember that. Yeah. That second one. That failed. That failed takedown knee. We go over that all the time. Yeah. They pull you. You know. They pull yeah. They pull you up in your knee. It was yeah. Again, another bread and butter drill wins the fight. You know what I mean? He, he dropped so fast that that's I, the, that was I concerned. Was either to the head or, that's what, or low. That was, nah, yeah, but well, before we, we see, there's a picture, isn't there? There's a yeah, picture. It's yeah. right there. It lands right in the surface. I didn't realise the one before landed so well. Yeah. I didn't. Re that, I think that was a common. That was two knees. I didn't know I'd do that until I watched it. I didn't really yeah. know that. Too much. <laughs> so I've just seen yeah. that and watched it. I watched it back yeah. at the time. I didn't. Yeah. The break away from the clinch, you saw. Yeah, the double knee. Yeah. It's two knees. And then I threw a few more against him. The I think he went into. That was lovely, man. Yeah, well done, Perry. He specked, he specked. It's very good, man. You're the toughest one. Yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. 
And obviously, when I'm you know, prepared well, when I'm trained at you know, other gyms, and obviously to have Livesey and these guys, and he's come on, obviously, you know, he's, he's put the work in. More experience. <laughs> he, he come in, he come in ready for you, you know what I mean? And, uh, well, it's, again, that's another sterling performance and a fantastic debut for me. And the flex again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, by far, best aesthetic of the night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, actually. Jake Wills. I'm going aesthetically pleasing. I'm going Jake Wills. Best haircut. You can have best haircut. Yeah, I don't know, Jake, again. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We need to debate. But now, nah, man, they, I think all four performances, you know, they were credit to themselves, the hard work they put in, and um, yeah, credit to you guys, credit to you too. Yeah, well, it's a team, isn't it? It's all, isn't it? You know, they fight, they fight, we fight. Yeah, yeah they, you, these, these fight, we fight. I'm yeah. more knackered after a corner than when I fight. Yeah, I lose my voice within a second. Yeah, I'm usually it drains the shit out of me. You know what I mean? We're like invested in you guys. We a lot of the time, the instructions I'm repeating, I'm just shouting what Jimmy shouts, <laughs> Jimmy can no longer shout. <laughs> and what I was going to say is, it, it, yeah, we obviously I appreciate the fact that you appreciate us, but if you don't turn up and, and come on the mat and mm. listen and be enthusiastic and give us the effort that you do, then we'd just be. You know what I mean? Speaking to a brick wall, we may as well be. But you, you yeah, turn yeah. up, you put in the effort, you put in the time, and I'm glad to see you get the results like you did. Absolutely, that. absolutely. Well, that's why it's such a strong relationship, isn't it? Because it takes two to tango. You know, yeah, there's, no, there's no coach without the student. There's no student without the coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I was going to ask you, Pez, is how do you? Well, not grade your performance, but looking back on it, how do you feel about it? Are you happy with it? Obviously, I know your analytical mind. You're going to say I need to improve on this, improve on that. But overall, how do you feel about it? Yeah, happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sweet. Uh, moving a bit less. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's exactly. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. Nah, I thought you only moved that more. You didn't. Mm. No. Nah. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it was better than after the fight. I think maybe it was very bad. Maybe over moved a little bit, but maybe slightly. But I thought you'd over moved a lot more than you did. Mm. I thought you'd over moved a lot more than you did. And maybe a slight <laughs> over movement, but uh, but um, <laughs> but watching it back, yeah. Maybe, maybe not as much that, yeah. So yeah, maybe slightly. Maybe yeah, slightly. cool. It's and good, the um, this open stance that rear kick is on, like it's it's on, and uh, throwing that like every time. Now I have in my head every any time I come against Southpaw, I'm pretty much gonna live off that rear kick. I think, like yeah, I, think, I think. I think there's a few more. If we hadn't spoke about his fighting mm, Southpaw, yeah, I didn't watch the kid. I had all faith in your ability. There's yeah. a hell of a lot more we could have done specifically for yeah. him. Higher lead hand, wouldn't that lead hand a little bit more battery? Lead hand, lead foot. Mm-hmm. But I can't say he did anything wrong in that fight regarding that because yeah. we didn't prepare for that. So, that, that yes, you could have won your lead hand, lead foot a lot more. Mm-hmm. If we knew he was fighting Southport, we could have gone patterns for days and that would have been. Or even well, I, think, I, think, I think that's such a difficult thing to do to fight to Southport without knowing you're going to fight to Southport. Yeah, yeah. It's such a different well, game and there's so few Southports out there. For, for sure. And I think there's a few. Very, very fundamental things we could have done to help that if we'd known. Mm. But the drills we do, we do a lot of open stuff, and you're doing all the right, the rear hand down the centre, the uppercut, the back knee, the head kick, all your basic stuff that we do anyway day to day, innit? Mm. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, yeah, absolutely hard thing to prepare for. But I feel you've got enough in the tank no matter what. Who you guys got enough in the tank no matter who you come against, whatever range, whatever stance, whatever their game plan is, you've got enough in the tank now or in the bank 
to deal with whatever problems get thrown at you. Guy wants to stand, I need to take him down, I can deal with that. Guy wants to take me down, I need to stand, I can deal with that. Back on the cage, defending, I can deal with that. Attacking on the cage, I've got some patterns. On top on the ground, I can keep control and ground and pound. On my back on the ground, I can throw submissions and scramble back to my feet. Sweet. And sweet. And that's it. That's it. Every and any position. Would you feel that you would not feel out of sorts in any of them positions and them scenarios? The only time I feel like I've got nothing is when you're on top of me doing what you want. That's the only. Yeah. <laughs> that's because you let me. <laughs> that's it. That's the only time. <laughs> Stop it, you know. <laughs> we made it. We did. So, it so, so close. So close. <laughs> We said we kind of like just touched on but <laughs> <laughs> <Cut> the cameras <laughs> we we touched on um everyone else like what's next obviously you know continue to build your amateur record to hear it from you yourself if you, you got a plan in terms of do you want to fight again do you know when you want to fight again or just take we got it? a grappling industries next saturday we've got mm -hmm. adcc on the 2nd in december and then inshallah we're going to fight march busy, we're gonna... busy, busy year next year and uh Sorry, busy year next year, MMA-wise. It'd be nice for them to get a few MMA fights out alongside you know, yeah. numerous grappling competitions. And uh, hopefully we're starting to get close to maybe putting on our own show. We're trying to get back to doing them. And yeah, yeah. You first, yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing pencil in yet, but... It's definitely it, something we want to do, isn't it? Yeah, as a team and just you know, give you guys a platform to perform, fight regular and perform locally. That's you know, keep you guys more active and um, yeah, make it make you some money and, and you get that experience you need. And I think for Perry, yeah, like he, like he's just said, exactly, I'd say the same thing. Couple of fights next year, stay active in between with uh, with grappling comps, and who knows this time next year you might be looking at your purple belt. You know what I mean? You yeah. you've been you've been on route towards that for a while. Your grappling's consistently getting better. I, I, along with your striking and all the other areas of your game. So, yeah, grappling comps are a nice nice thing to do in between fights to stay busy, get used to that competitive edge, that those nerves, that adrenaline. So, yeah, just keep keep knuckling down doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's what I'd say. And keep on this pathway. I mean, is the goal to fight pro? Is that what you want to do one day? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? There why you not? Go. So, it's not we've had a meaningful conversation about it, but mm. I presume that's in the back burner. So, keep shooting these amateur performances and victories together. But again, even not the victories, like I use Jack Henshaw, I'm sure he won't mind if he's only going to be singing his praises, pretty mixed bag record-wise, mm. uh, amateur. But by the time Jack goes pro, not a million miles away, he will be ready. Do you know what I mean? He's lost the, some of the best houses in the country, he's fought, his experience is vast. This amateur um, career pathway is about just that. So. Again, yeah, yeah, like yeah. obviously it sucks dicks to lose, isn't it? Mm. You probably lose just how your dicks up, but it's <laughs> it's but, about But I have to yeah, <laughs> right. but you know what I'm saying, like obviously we always want to win, don't we? But these, these amateur fights are about the end goal. And if that's your end goal, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Mm. Take the good with the bad and the bad with the good and we'll take the victories and the good nights and the bad nights as a team together and again, I have no It's what bad. you want at the end yeah, of the day, like, Perry building that experience. Yeah. Mad athlete, again, one of these guys with crazy work ethic, talented, gifted, genetic freak. Go get what you want. And it, even when you're not fighting, a lot of the time, you're in the gym, you're helping the other guys, you're yeah, jumping in on rounds, right. whether it's MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, you love to be involved. Everyone appreciates you in the gym. 
So, yeah, just carry on the same trajectory you're on, mate. That's all I'd say. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Like, even, uh, you know, the Monday after that, straight back in the gym, straight yeah, back on the yeah, SNC, yeah. like even now, you know what I mean? Like, in camp isn't the time to get fitter and stronger. It's in between fights where you can do that and then use yeah. the, the comp- other competitions like grappling or a boxing match or whatever, where the weight cut isn't a de- is demanding and the, like the intensity isn't there. Like a jiu-jitsu comp is not the same as an MMA fight. Like it's, it's not the same. And it's, it's a lot less... Um, yeah, I think, or mentally, you know? Yeah. You're only focusing on one area in a jiu-jitsu match, you get opposed to three or four areas. And also, it's not a fight, is it? Mm. It's a match. And yeah. That. You're not, yeah, you're... you jits, you get injured and stuff. Mm. There's always that slight worry with the jits comps. Obviously, every major injury I've ever had is jiu-jitsu or wrestling. Yeah. But actual wear and tear, actual damage. Yeah, limited. Unless we're getting heel hooks. We're not going to have you compete in two bad. weeks before your fight or a week exactly. before your fight, but I mean, so. four, four or five weeks out, beginning of a camp, do a jiu-jitsu comp, yeah. get your mind in a good place. A yeah. lot, lot, lot less uh, risk in that sense. Yeah. You know I mean? So I'm just enjoying like not having the, the pressure of it. Yeah, enjoy the journey. You're in a great place. You can come to the same place every day, train with coaches. This is what I always say to all you guys. Obviously, I've only met Jimmy the past five or six years, but when he was coming up, he'd have to go all around Leicester, Nottingham, Birmingham, travelling to each individual gym, sometimes two, three different places in a day, just to get the training he needed to be able to compete at the level he wanted to compete at. You have everything, although we always encourage you to go and try out, like Aaron going over to Nottingham or our affiliate gym. Going training at Nottingham. You've been trained at Nottingham and at other gyms, Derby. You've come over to Kev's with me. We always encourage guys to go and train elsewhere, but you have everything that you need under one roof with Jimmy at the helm for you to be able to just get your work done. There's no worrying about, have I got fuel in my car to get here, here, here? Or The added mileage, the added pressure of traveling. You just come to the gym, spend three or four hours at the gym, and you can get all the work you need to get done in that one place, which is a real big bonus that a lot of people didn't have coming up 10, 15 years ago. Russell, if we, could, if we had no money, we used to get in my Enridge Fiesta, my one litre Fiesta. We'd be up at six in the morning, we'd go till nine at night and we'd go nuts. Maybe go dance for a bit of food and then Leicester for weights and then Leicester shoot and then somewhere else after. And we'd try and get like 10, 15 quid in my Enridge Fiesta most days between us and then go and fight for like 300 quid and then do the old thing again and have a pot to piss in, just try and live the dream. So. And I know the commute, <laughs> there's always some some kind of commute, but I didn't do anything like what Jimmy just spoke about there. But when I was training jiu-jitsu, I, 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 to begin with, I, I was training with Kevin and Eaton for the first maybe year. Then he moved to Birmingham, Warwick, Cov. I've always had to commute. When he was in Birmingham, at some points I was traveling an hour there, an hour back. There'd be times I'd be working in Manchester. My boss would let me come home. I'd drive to Birmingham to train, stay at home that night, go back to Manchester the next day, just because I didn't want to train anywhere. I tried at other places, but it wasn't as good as Kev. So I wanted to keep going back to Kev and getting that training in. And it just, I just, it was home. Do you know what I mean? I enjoyed that. And you've got home on your doorstep. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to go on some mad commute to get there. Like Jimmy, even with London, yeah, having to go to chair, London, yeah. two hours there, three hours back, it's, that's a day gone. Do you know what I mean? I've, um, we are spoiled in the Midlands, so I'll say that. Like, when I had to move down south, like the caliber of training in gyms, like, can, when I, like, you know, like Devon, 
all happy yeah, hippie yeah. surfer guys like the calibre like we're spoiled like here in the midlands there's a real good some really good fight uh pedigrees that come out yeah. of this area and i have a question like all this traveling and stuff like what was motivating you to do that what kept you uh, willing to go i want to get i want to get really good at this jiu-jitsu thing i really want to i just uh, like, what was the motivation? Like, i was never a fighter or anything like that like uh, i sat i've competed in jiu-jitsu a handful of times i just noticed that it was improving my life for the better when i first got into it uh, i got inspired by my friend mark Timms, who got into thai boxing and he was like you you should give this this a go like um and uh, i i started doing jiu-jitsu what's he gonna say <laughs> i started doing jiu-jitsu uh, I was doing it for a couple of years, then started competing a lot more. And yeah, it was just the effect it was having on my life where I felt like I was doing better in my job, my better in my personal life, having everything like a lot more content. I, I made the effort to train, travel, train. I was only training really like three, four times a week. I wasn't training every day like you guys are or like Jimmy was. Like three, four times a week, juggling between work and other like personal things that you have to do. But uh, it was always worth it. And every time I went, it might have been hard to get there, but I never regretted going. Good or bad session, you might be, it might be hard work getting there, but I always say you'll never regret a training session unless you get injured or something. But to go and get the work in and the endorphins flowing, yeah, get the work in and the endorphins flowing. And, and when I was competing as well, like I, I was competing at one point, I did a couple of years where I tried to compete at least once a month, twice a month. And if I didn't, didn't train, then I wouldn't feel... I was able to compete. So I've made sure that I, I'd at least get to the gym a minimum amount of times a week. Now let Jimmy say what I'm he's going to say. Because I know he, I'm he's not gonna say it. to say something. I'm not going to say it. I actually thought I best not. And I, I don't want to talk about your history, innit? you know what I mean? It's not fair because I don't know how you feel about it. But, you know, from that gang lifestyle, cruising around in the Passat and, you know, Shootouts with all the sides of Hinkley. MC Fathead, he was Joe was an aspiring rapper. I, I was, Joe was an aspiring rapper. It was a very gang war and stuff like that. Turf wars. You know, dropping dropping the mic and shit on each other on YouTube and Jiu Jitsu saves his life and got him out. I think as, as Biggie and Tupac is paying it down. As pertinent of a story as that is to, to, <laughs> Another be, day. to, Another be, day. to be in human's ethos, <laughs> as pertinent as that is, um, that we'll have to save that for another another, another time, another podcast. And, uh, you know what? We will. We will. We'll do that. We'll do that. Um, but before we wrap, before we wrap this up, <laughs> I said I said I was going to ask you both um, performance of the night. Yeah. Performance um, of the night. Who got performance of the night? Go ahead, you How about guys? Uh, performance of the night for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, obviously I thought Zach's performance was fantastic. He got fight of the night. But performance of the night for me was Jake Wills. Uh, just being as young as he is, uh, everything that he got to show over a three-round fight. Um, if I had to pick with a gun to my head, I'd say Jake Wills. Like the nerves. I know it was Perry's first fight too, but Perry had done a, a little bit more with boxing and kickboxing yeah. and, and jiu-jitsu comps. Jake had had a couple of jiu-jitsu matches and he'd done the Four Nations, which is essentially a jiu-jitsu match. He'd never had a full yeah. fight before. Um, and uh, it had been a long time coming. There was a lot of pressure on him. People expected a lot, right from yeah. so with the work and everything he puts in. And to go out and perform and show as much as he did against an awkward, unorthodox opponent, I, I, for me, Jake Wills was performance of the night. Yeah. And, I, and, and yeah, I'd, say, I'd second that. Uh, e e e each one, you could you could give a performance of the night. You really could. Obviously, Zach got a fight of the night. 
I give Jake performance now, pretty flawless. Took one low kick. Ella, adversity in a bad place, really. Do you know what I mean? Performing like that, it was flawless. That was flawless. You know what I mean? Sexy boy over here. I thought it was going on the night. Watching that back, I'm actually even more impressed. Do you know what I mean? That, that finish yeah, was unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Like, every single one of them in their own right is performance of the night. And that's not just being corny. Like, I'm mad impressed with one of them. But I'm in total agreement with Joe. If you had to give a prize with a gun to your head, it, you know, one low kick, eating one low kick, and, and performing like that, very well done to Jake. But all here. You know what I mean? Audio. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? That's not about anything taking any about from me. That's just literally. Yeah, I would give performance of the night to, you know, because you asked, because my opinion's valid. Thank you. Is, uh, oh, it's fine. I'll go fuck myself. Is, uh, would be, uh, <laughs> would be Jake, mate. Like, he was so nervous, like, the weeks leading up to it and on the night, and then he just went out and. A lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah, there was pressure on him because he, he lives it. He trains there every day. It's, it doesn't matter that we don't put pressure on it. He puts pressure on himself to perform, yeah. and he he oh. rose, he <laughs> rose, oh. yeah, he rose yeah. to the occasion with 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 flying colours. If yeah. that's the expression, yeah, isn't it? yeah, he, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like uh, on the night, he was nervous, and he went out, and he bosses, you know, what I mean, just uh, dominated this guy in the wrestle and on the jits, who's like six, seven kilos heavier than him. And but there, there was a story to every fight, Zach, yeah, yeah. Zach. Giving away the experience yeah. and everything else, turned up, fight put on a show, fight of the night. Ella compromised with her back, turned up, adjusted, turned more into a grappler and a wrestler, won the fight. Perry got his got his finish. The, the credit to the lad, he come back again. Perry giving away experience. Yeah, yeah. watching it back, I felt like uh, Perry maybe come unstuck a little bit in the second round. I thought. Not unstuck, but I thought the lad come back a lot more than he did from watching that there. I think really there was a couple of instances, but Perry couple still, punches, yeah, couple of punches, little bit. It was still all Perry. Did all your in and out. The only time you got punched, if you watch it back, you know, and watched it then talking mm. away. When you got hit by that left hand, you went in, but you didn't really go out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind of yeah. like just what he was doing fantastically for half a second, maybe a little bit of fatigue and adrenaline, just kind of you didn't really do what he was doing fantastically for like half a second, and you got hit. Yeah, that's it. Like man, all my fights, I. You make loads of mistakes. Like it's very, very minor what you did mm. wrong. It's like, and obviously that could have been terrible. But it only takes a very small mistake there. Yeah. But man, it's flawless, man. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad it was a. You know what I mean? I'm glad that. I, that you know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to walk out there. Someone fall over. Yeah, you know. Like, I said at the beginning earlier. Every single one of my opponents was. Like, well, I respect every single one of your opponents. I respect every opponent the guys had. From quality gyms, training correct, and coming in prepared. And what, well, you know, at the end of the day, you, you want to fight good people, don't you? You want to yeah, compete yeah, against yeah, good like, people. That's that's what it's about. It's difficult, isn't it? Finding someone who's not going to be a walkover, but at the same time, he's going to yeah. put at least a test forward for you to overcome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I think that went well. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Thank you for having us on. No, no, yeah, no, thank, thanks for coming, We guys. did pretty good there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, uh, we'll, we'll have you two back on to, you know, um, unpick Joe's Joe's gang life. Um, yeah. We'll break down my music career and everything that came before this. But uh, MC yeah, Daddy Tay Tay. Remember drive-bys and stuff, he was bar and stuff.
Yeah, yeah, I'm sure everyone's going to be uh, YouTubing MC Fathead who's got to the end of this podcast. I didn't say that, but now... You did mention it. I mentioned Fathead, MC Fathead, <laughs> but did I say YouTubing? Cut it off, Make sure you do that. Make sure you do YouTube. <laughs> MC Fathead. So, we'll end on that. We'll end on Joe outing himself. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you all. I didn't even say it. You said it. I didn't even say it. But you said fat. You said fat. I want to YouTube it. MC fat.